When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Steeler fans, what is going on? This is Jeff Hartman, senior editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com with the very first post-game podcast of this 2021 season. It's just the preseason. Technically, it's not even week one of the preseason yet, but it's a game. It was football. They weren't in shorts. They were in pads, and the Pittsburgh Steelers were victorious in the Hall of Fame game by a score of 16-3 to over the Dallas Cowboys. It was national television. It was exciting. Uh, There's a lot to glean from this. If you're someone that knows the depth chart extremely well, and the guy that's joining me tonight does know the depth chart extremely well, that's none other than Dave Schofield, the editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. What's up, Dave? How are you? I'm fantastic. We got to watch Steelers football. That is right. I mean, I'm wearing my jersey. I've got my Bumblebee socks on, Um, although... Well, it's my reverse bumblebee. They're the black socks with gold with gold stripes rather than gold mm. socks with black stripes. Um, I mean, I was I, I wore my game day attire. Please tell me you had your Roethlisberger jersey on for the game. No, no, no. It doesn't come out for the regular season. This I was just oh. wearing my behind the steel oh. curtain shirt. Oh, it's football. Oh, Jeff, I'm sorry. Even if it was, you know, a little bit sloppy at times. Oh, how fantastic was it just well, to see oh, the Steelers on the field? It was It was great. And can I address a couple of things first? Okay. First off, Brian Davis uh, was going to join us. He's having some technical issues. He's trying to get that rectified. He might join us, might not. And the people in the live chat right now are just, they're like me, okay? I came into this game and there was a few players I wanted to watch. And one of them was, I wanted to see big press. I wanted to see big <laughs> press. And everyone is in the live chat. Everyone on Twitter that follows me is like, oh my gosh, Jeff is, has to be like so excited right now. And I seriously, I tweeted this out. Um, I literally screamed like the Steelers scored a touchdown when Presley Harvin pinned them inside the one yard line. And they, you know, there was no touchback. It was a beautiful punt. I was like, and everyone in the live chat right now is saying, ah, it's going to be great when um, Jordan Berry is gone. Look, I call him Weasel Boy for a reason. He weasels his way back. I'm not saying he's gone. I guarantee you, because they left, they let Presley Harvin punt the entire game. 
Jordan Berry didn't see a field, the field, did he, Dave? I didn't see him, and I watched I, every snap. Yeah, because it was Harvin for every punt and every every hold. hold. I have no right. idea so how he could have. Kitty Weez was way on the field with on some other play. I don't know, but I all I'm saying him. is I need to figure out what is the timeline, and I'll ask you this before we get into the real football talk because I'm we're not going to bore you with punter talk the entire time. But what what is the 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 line of demarcation where we can celebrate? Weasel Boy being gone and Presley Harvin being the guy. What do you think, Dave? Uh, I don't know. September first. <laughs> I mean, no, do you really? <laughs> no. Last season, I tried to celebrate Dustin Colquitt, and we're back. And we're back. <laughs> so, um, and Dustin Colquitt's there, and you're thinking, "Sweet, this is awesome." Jordan Berry's gone. Nope, he came back. So I don't want to jump the gun too. Okay. Much. Well, I'm just saying you I I wouldn't until September first until they actually have to cut down to the fifty-three. And then I know you, you're still not gonna I'm gonna be gonna I'm gonna be optimistically cautious. Tom Muir gives us two dollars. Thank you very much for the tips. Big press has already won the job. Hashtag thick kick. I love both of those nicknames. I really do. I think they're great. And um it's gonna be fun to watch. We have a lot to talk about. Um uh, Brian Davis is trying to join us. Brian, can you hear me now? Yeah, I think I can. <laughs> How much of a lag do I have? It's about five seconds still. So, uh, we might be saying bye to Brian. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying. All He's right. trying. All right. Good, good time, Brian. Here. We'll see you later. All right. So, as we always do, let's, um, <laughs> seriously, uh, it was a good try. Good effort. <laughs> yeah. Gave it the old college try. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Matt, Matt, Matty P's got the got the explanation. <laughs> Sapphire tap just fell. Oh, the the beehive. Yeah, there that's we go. It. All right. Uh, we'll Tales from the beehive. That's right. What we typically do here on this post game show um, is we go through the box score. We just take a look and see, and it's different with preseason uh, based on the fact that you know you don't see the normal names, but that's okay. We're going to talk about it nonetheless. Uh, before we do that, Steel Dog 88 gives us a $2 tip. Says Barry found this pink slip in his locker. Hashtag big press. It kind of reminds me of the movie Major League. You know, when at the end of a uh, training camp, when he goes, oh, what happens if you have a pink slip in your locker? He goes, that means you just died and went to the minors. Uh, so maybe that happened. I doubt it. We'll see. Ready, Dave? Let's go to the uh, box score. All right. Mason, Mason Rudolph, the starting quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers, played about, uh, what did you say, about a quarter and a half? Yeah, right around 20 minutes is what, you know, Michael Beck, I think, brought it out that it was it was right around that time, just into the second quarter, but not not even halfway into it. Okay, he finished six for nine, 84 yards, 9.3 average, didn't get sacked, no turnovers. Uh, What were your thoughts on Mason Rudolph in his preseason debut? Well, it's funny because I, some people are complaining and saying, oh, Rudolph looked terrible and the other ones look great. I, I didn't see that. The only thing was the turnover. And that's a real big question. Was that, yeah. to me, it looked like it was supposed to be a like a play action to Claypool for, for a pass and he, and he hit it off of him. But if that was the case, Claypool was already so far past him 
it's the timing of it was off, whether he it was trying to be a handoff, trying to be play action, the timing of Claypool coming across, and I'm not saying that was Claypool's fault, is what was off on that play. And honestly, if you're talking about these motions and stuff, and that and that was really the worst part, yeah, you don't want to turn the ball over. But other than that, I didn't see any big miscues, didn't see any pre-snap penalties with the Steelers and everything on offense like you know you could be worried about. So there was that that didn't look good. But other than that, I mean, it's not like you it's not like he was out there firing, you know, trying to, you know, firing it away. Um but just kind of doing what Mason Rudolph does. There were a lot of people on Twitter that were asking, who do you think was at fault there, Claypool or Rudolph? And I watched the replay several times. I just rewound it at the break and watched it. And it looked as like it was, I think you said this, Dave, it looked like it was a fake. And Rudolph got the ball out there probably a little too much. And Claypool probably got a little too close. And it's kind of like a collision. I don't know if it's any one person's fault, but... Uh, you, like you said, if you're going to have those motions in your offense, you better get it rectified. Yeah. Uh, but still, I thought Mason Rudolph delivered some good passes. It was the one pass behind James Washington that he probably wants back. That would have been yeah. an easy first down. Nonetheless, it it wasn't it wasn't a a horrible performance, and it wasn't a memorable performance either. It was yeah. a very typical exactly. Mason Rudolph game. <laughs> I think this is kind of what we should just grow to expect from Mason Rudolph. I mean, if you're expecting him to come out and look like uh, Ben Roethlisberger from his fourth year in the league, well, don't. It's not going to happen. This is Mason Rudolph. This is kind of what you have. And so we'll see if he uh, improves at all. But let's go to the other quarterbacks here. Dwayne Haskins, he played uh, the end of the second quarter all the way through the third. Eight for 13, 54 yards, 4.2 average. What are your thoughts on Dwayne Haskins? I wanted to see him. I was said it on Twitter. I wanted to see him take a shot. I wanted to see him pushing the ball down the field. He looked like he was more of a check down Charlie than you even get out of Mason Rudolph. That was the most disappointing thing about Haskins. But he didn't look jittered. He looked like he was confident and and he was ready to stand in there and do these kind of things. I just didn't see him trying trying to to push the ball down the field. You know what I'm saying? If it wasn't, oh, yeah, if he'd sure. have taken a shot, then I, w- I would have felt even better about it. But I mean, he didn't. He didn't seem like he was nervous or or anything like that, or couldn't read stuff. In my opinion, I thought he just seemed like he was in there and and felt like he belonged. I think he's still, in my opinion, I think he is still. He doesn't want to have that. He doesn't take that risk. That's what it looks like to me. He doesn't want to take that risk mm-hmm. right now. You don't want to throw that costly interception. Mm-hmm. He's trying to compete. He's trying to just keep his name there. I didn't think he he looked horrible. Um, I've always felt this, and I wrote an article, watched way too much film on <laughs> Dwayne Askins that I ever wanted to in his time in Washington. He's a system quarterback. He's a guy that if things are there the way you draw it up, he's going to be fine. He's going to deliver the ball. He's got a great arm. He's mobile enough. Uh, but if things start to break down, that's when things get a little hairy. And we saw that mm-hmm. on occasion. That's when he goes to the check down. So, well, it's early. It's early. Yeah. Arthur Arthur Steele, he gives us four ninety nine. Thank you very much. Said, gentlemen, feels good to be back. Maybe knee jerk, but I say Ben one, Dwayne Haskins two, Dobbs three. Well, let's talk about that last quarterback. Not to just kind of shove off the Dwayne Haskins talk because there's some there's some there really wasn't yeah. a lot to digest with him. No, there really to wasn't. To be honest, uh, Joshua Dobbs finishes four for six, thirty seven yards, six point two average. Did throw a touchdown pass. He was sacked one time. I thought Dobbs looked the most comfortable in this offense 
of anyone. And I don't know if it's necessarily who he was playing with or who he's playing against. I thought Dobbs looked great. And, you know, Mike Tomlin in his post-game press conference was asked about uh, Haskins, and he was the one, Tomlin, that said, you know, a few years ago, everyone was talking about this, that, and the other. No one brought up Dobbs, and Dobbs stuck around. Dave, what did you think about Josh Dobbs? Uh, I thought he did fine. The one time he was sacked was really on a on that scramble when he kind of lost the ball out of bounds because he didn't gain any yardage. I think he lost a yard. That was considered the sack. That was it. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, once again, even his 17-yard completion, it was it was a short pass with a with a decent run. It's not that any of these guys, I mean, other than the big pass to, to Claypool, it's not like there was any real big shots being taken down the field. Um, that might have been on purpose because it was the very first preseason game. I don't know. But, um, I mean, Dobbs, he he went out there and, and did what he was asked to do and what he needed to do. Um, that, you know, he had two incompletions. The one was the one that was completed out of bounds in the end zone, and the other one was on that fourth down play. Mm-hmm. I actually kind of like that fourth down play call. Roll out your mobile quarterback, see if he can get it with his legs. If not, then you just got to try to throw it down. You know, even if it gets picked off in the end zone, it wouldn't have been a big deal. Right. You know, if he's throwing back, you know, uh, across his body, I guess you would say. But um, the the fact that he couldn't, that that was an incompletion, I don't really hold that majorly against him. Um so I thought he did. I thought all three of them were were solid. No one really jumped out at me, but no one looked like they were bad. Yeah. Gaming with Geo gives us two dollars. Thank you very much for the tip. He says Rudolph missed Washington on a crosser three yards. Yeah, I, yeah, we all remember that play. Um, <laughs> I, I I think ultimately, and Dave, correct me if I'm wrong. I think in week one, which is technically the next Thursday's yes. game at Philadelphia, um, I want curious how Tomlin will utilize the quarterbacks. I think it's safe to assume Roethlisberger's not going to play again. Most likely not. Will he change it up? Because remember, when there's an actual competition in the past, when it was Rudolph and Dobbs, he always all he like alternated. If you remember, yeah. Dobbs would get the start one week, Mason would get the start the other. I'll be curious to see how he does that. Do you agree that that that'll kind of be like a uh, he's tipping his pitches, so to speak? Meaning, like getting an indication of what they're what what really is open. Or maybe what just the yeah. indication of an actual competition. Yeah, or just I, uh, yeah. I think you're spot on. I think that that'll tell us that if that if you know he's like, oh well, this week it's going to be you know Haskins starting off the game. You know, then then that'll be interesting. I would not be shocked if all four of the quarterbacks each get a different game to start. That yeah, that would yeah. not shock me. Um, so, but if that's the case, I I, I think it does tell us. Just tell us a little bit of something. Yeah. All right. Let's go down to the rushing attack. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers rushed for 76 total yards on 30 carries for a whopping 2.5 average. They did score its rushing touchdown. Najee Harris had seven carries for 22 yards, 3.1 yard average. Dave, what do you think about the first round draft pick? Well, you got to remember one of his last runs was that four yard loss. Yes. And I was actually looking at that and I was trying to figure out what happened because, um, Kendrick Green comes through the line to get to the next level, and he he blocks the guy out. Doesn't stay on him very well, but you almost had to wonder if it if Harris stumbled a little bit in the backfield. If you noticed, if it changed the direction of the run, which kind of made that one fall apart. But if you take that one out of there, I mean, it was a it, it was a decent night for him. It just felt different, didn't it? The running game just felt different whenever they were going to Harrison there and not, and he's not the only one where it just kind of 
felt different tonight. Well, it felt different. He's a different style of runner than they yeah. had last season, even including Benny Snell. Um, and also, you just – the offensive line, and we'll get to that in a second, but the offensive line, it, you saw a little bit of a surge, and it was from the first yeah. quarter to the fourth quarter. They actually were getting some push. And I think the one word comes to mind, and that is commitment. They actually seem yeah. committed to running the football, and that's something yep. we did not see with uh, old Randy Land last year. Let's go to some other runners. Jalen Samuels had 11 carries for 20 yards, a 1.8 average. Is it Callan or Kalen Balage? Balage? How do you say it's, this guy's it's name? It's Kalen Balage. Kalen Balage. Good for me for getting that right. <laughs> you didn't hear that enough tonight? <laughs> wow, Joe Buck is awful, by the way. He kept bringing up Super Bowl 45. I saw on Twitter he's on my list now for that. Uh, but still, I wasn't really even listening to them because they weren't talking about the no. game. And they weren't talking know, about honestly, the game all the time. Did anyone else notice they kept on referencing Matt Canada and they were going to the sideline and they kept showing Blaine Stewart, the wide receiver, assistant wide receivers coach, thinking he was I, Matt Canada. I, like, can someone I tell saw me something like that on Twitter? That this is not Matt Canada, please. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I don't know because I really wasn't listening to them very much. I was mainly paying. There was a lot of times I was trying to watch each play twice. I get so uh, where I was, you know, trying to rewind, catch it again before the next one. I'm um, way too active on Twitter to do that during. <laughs> well, that was the thing. When I was trying to 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 stay up on Twitter, you know, tweeting stuff at you, um, following other things going on, just to make sure there was anything that we missed. But that that was part of it. Yeah, and believe it or not, I really wasn't. I noticed his name when he scored the touchdown. I'm like, oh, maybe Jeff will take note of that and realize yep. that that's how you do it. <laughs> So, but yeah, that's really um, all when it came to listing because that's just what you get in the preseason. They don't talk about the game. That's why we published the article with all the players' jersey numbers. Yeah. Because that you weren't going to hear their names on TV. You're going to have to look it up yourself. Like, wow, who's number 33 on defense? You know, because the Steelers have two 33s and stuff like that. So, well, and, um, and, and this is a good point. And I'll bring it up here. Brian on Facebook says, that Joe Buck kept calling Q Quincy Roche Roche. <laughs> so uh, I'm not oh, sure if Joe Buck is the perfect true. guy to be talking about pronunciation. Yeah, but that's a rookie. I mean, at least Balage has been in the in the league a couple of years, so you might have a better chance of. Did anyone his know name. who Balage was before he signed with the Steelers? There the were some people that did. So they're like, oh, I liked him in in okay. in. Except they probably say San Diego <laughs> in L.A. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, hey, here's my buddy Chris. He said, um, I use the jersey number all game. Thank you. Yeah, we'll do that before every preseason sure. game, just so you just so you know. And here's one other thing before you go on. The Steelers and the Cowboys are the only teams in the NFL that, of course, play four preseason games, but that means they don't have to cut anybody between now and the next game. After the next game, every team's going to have to cut five players on by Tuesday following week one of the preseason. So um that you should the Steelers only had 88 tonight because they hadn't filled those two roster spots. So uh hopefully you'll get to see 90 players on a week from the night. Well, not really. Yeah. No, I get I get it. I get it. But real quick, Dave, your thoughts on just the running game in general. Um the running game in general, it just I, I felt more encouraged. I honestly, the more I see Jalen Samuels, um, and I always, you know, I like Jalen Samuels mainly because i was because of one game because i was one game the new england game it's not that i like i i pull for him i pull for him but when you saw him out there running you realized 
that that Harris, Balage, and even McFarland just looked and felt different. They that's really your, did. That's your crew. This year, in yeah. my opinion, that's your crew. Yeah. I'm predicting right now. I, I, who knows what's really going on with Benny Snell? I have no idea. Um, someone shared um, in one of our art- articles a, a comment, a, a clip from Twitter that looked like it might have been when he got hurt. It, I mean, it looks like a lower leg injury. Um, I don't really know what the deal was with him, but he, you know, <laughs> how did I screw it up before? You can't make the team from the tank. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff will say it the right way. You can't make the club from the tub, Thanks. is what it is. Yes. And your best ability is your availability. Yeah, that is exactly right. Good. So, but those three looked, I, there was only one player that Coach Tomlin brought up in the post game press conference about dealing with an injury, and it was Balage. And Coach Tomlin said Balage. The Balagio. That's how I remember it. Okay. When he when the when the Steelers picked him up, someone told me that in the live chat of our of our next show. (laughs) And that's how I remember it, believe it or not. So that's the only thing to worry about it. If you know, if he's dealing with an injury, hopefully it's just something where he's a little dinged up. And it was for the people that were worried about Chase Claypool, he was jumping up and down on the sidelines during that punt return and other times. He I think he's good. Yeah, I think So. so too. All right, well, let's go and let's switch gears now. Let's talk about the receiving core. Uh, Chase Claypool with three catches, 62 yards, 20-yard average, a long of 45 on four targets. I guarantee he probably wants that one drop back, although I really hated that Troy Aikman was kind of nitpicking, in my opinion, that throw by Mason Rudolph. He might have let him just a little bit too much, but my gosh, the ball went right through his hands. Uh, Trey Edmonds, second-leading receiver, two catches for 22 yards. Anthony Johnson, three for 22. Deontay Johnson, two for 19. Um, and then some others in there as Just, well. Holy cow, look at how many guys were targeted. <laughs> yeah, a lot of targets. So anyways, what were your thoughts on, let's just talk tra- Chase Claypool first. Sorry, I was counting up how many different players were targeted. That's a lot. 16. I think I have 16 different players. Target. Chase Chase Claypool, I got to ask you, in the regular season, you think they you, you think they call that offensive pass interference? On the one he pulled in, uh, that, I mean, you could have. He did. He did extend, but mm-hmm. they were hand know. fighting the whole way. Well, that's they the really thing. Worked, at what so. point? At what point does the hand fighting become interference? And what, exactly. at what point is it just part of the game? And Absolutely. without River on out of it now, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> I, you mean Al Jesse James caught that ball? River on exactly. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> I, I was really, you know, when I saw Claypool on the ground after his 45 yard catch, which was a tremendous grab, by the way. Yes, it was. Um, you know, it's, you're sitting there like, Oh gosh, please just say he landed on the football. Please yeah. just say he got the wind knocked out of him. And he was fine. Tom was asked about him specifically in the post game. And he said, he is fine. You could see Claypool jumping up and down and running around after Matthew Sexton's return. Um, so I think he's fine, but yeah. the receiving core in the passing game, Dave, what were your thoughts uh, as a whole? Um, like I said, they, it was, it was, or we saw a lot of the same in the short passing game. The question is, was that deliberate? You know what I'm saying? To not say, let's not go too crazy here. Let's kind of do some stuff that we did before that still is in this system. And there's no reason to put a bunch of tape out there. I don't know if that's what they were doing or not, but you know, there was, um, 
you know, one major drop. I don't know if there was there was more than one. Um, was a little disappointed in a couple guys, you know, getting short passes, hoping they could get to the first down markers, and they couldn't. One, I've never been a guy that likes to throw short of the sticks and have to try to get there. You know, but sometimes that's what the defense is giving you. But then when you don't get there, that's why they gave it to you. So all in all, I can't complain too much. I mean, once again, it wasn't anything that really blew us away, but it also wasn't anything that was really to complain about. I mean, my gosh, though, it's a preseason game. It's an extra preseason game. At what point are they going to start attacking in the middle of the field? That's what that's, they, a good point. That, that's what I want to know. Everything was status quo, short passes outside the hash marks. I mean, at what point Chase Claypool's drop pass was maybe the only pass that I felt was a target that was going inside that was going to the, you know, you're talking about a post route or whatever you want to call it. My goodness. I want to see them start those intermediate and those intermediate passes. I don't need the deep shots all the time. You look at what the Cowboys did, Dave. I mean, they attacked the middle of the field. They were getting big chunk plays. We'll talk about the defense in the second half of the show, but still, what do you want to see different next week? We'll put it that way without going into preview mode. I just want to using what we saw tonight. What do you want to see next week? I think you, you said it right there with, you know, kind of attacking the middle of the field. You also have to remember that, that, the, the main, you know, there was no Eric Ebron, there was no Pat Fryermuth. Right. There was Gentry was coming, was easing himself back into things. Honestly, if Fryermuth's available, I don't know if they played Gentry. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're right. And so then you you're talking about not really having even your top three options. I think the only tight end that caught a pass, I think Kevin Rader had one. If I one for if, fifteen. Yeah, if I if I recall, I mean, and, and that was a nice play, yeah. but that was on the sideline. That wasn't in the middle of the field. You weren't really using the tight end in the middle of the field. And uh, other than the kneel down play, did Derek Watt was he on the field at all? I don't think he played. I mean, I'm pretty sure he was out there. He might have been out there for the kneel down, unless it was the other 44 from the defense. You know what maybe, I mean? Maybe you're right. Um, so what I'm saying is, this also shows you that they're not wanting to go too much into some of the stuff they can do. I well. get it. I, you know, you did see the quarterback in our center. You did mm-hmm. see some play action passes. Yeah. So there was some change there. It wasn't just the status quo. This wasn't Randy Land 2.0. Again, we predicted it was going to be vanilla. We knew yeah. it was going to be bland on offense. What you did see was a dedication to the run, running the ball. You saw success running the ball, especially with your starting crew out there. Yeah. I want to talk about the offensive line before we take a break there, Dave, because that's important. Okay. So the offensive line in terms of running didn't generate a ton. Um, Pass protection didn't give up a sack. Um, and I, I don't want to go into like real specific numbers based on the fact that I don't think it's fair to anyone to do that. What were your thoughts on the offensive line? I know you were watching closely, especially the center. What were your thoughts? Well, that's what I was trying to re- rewind and watch the plays over again so I could watch the line a little better. I can't wait to watch this game over again so I can really yeah. try to focus on it because honestly, what I saw, just like you could see with almost everyone we've talked about on offense, you could focus on the good, you could focus on the bad. That they that they put some good st- stuff on tape and they put some stuff on tape that they needed to work on. I mean, you got that from the quarterbacks, you got it from the receivers, you got it from the running backs, and you definitely got it from the offensive line, in my opinion. Like, I really liked that um, the combo of, who was it? It was um, Green and Coward seemed like that's where you kind of got the best 
push to run the ball, but I really need to go back and make sure that that's true. Um, so I, I, it's really, really tough to evaluate that right now. I felt like there was a different mentality when it came to running the ball. It wasn't just, oh, let's just stand there and lock up with our guys and see if we can turn them enough to create a crevice for the running back. It seemed like they were actually trying to 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 move people. And I will say this, that I noticed that there was a little bit of a difference at one point of the game, and I'm like, oh, is Kendrick Green wearing out? No, he wasn't in the game anymore. Believe it or not, I could tell when J.C. Hasnauer came in. Well, you can't okay. even tell when JC has yeah. an hour goes in. <laughs> yeah. Kendra Green okay. was he he looked yeah. athletic. He looks athletic. He looks really athletic. You can definitely see it. Tom Muir gives us two dollars. He says Kendra Green looked good, not perfect, but good. You agree with that? I that's I I I clicked on that to bring it up because I think that's a very good assessment. I mean, it's his first professional game. He was, you know, although he is a center, he played more at guard, even though it's that doesn't mean that he wasn't a good center when he was in college. They just had another player that could also play there too. And I, I, I feel like what he did was solid, but like you say, not, not perfect, but on his way. Yeah. And, and let's also not forget that we're at the, my goodness, we are uh, the, the, half the line hasn't even practiced together. Yet. Yes. You know, yeah. I mean, Kevin Dotson, Zach Banner, Chooks of for Trey Turner didn't play tonight. Did he? No, if you look at, I mean, if, if you look at who the Steelers quote unquote ones were on the offensive line, based on the, on the, on the, um, first depth chart, the only one that played was JC Hassenauer after Kendra green. That was it. Hmm. That was okay. it. Yeah, no banner, yeah. no chooks, no Dotson, no Turner. And Tom was asked after the game, what are your thoughts? Are you excited to get some players back? He said, I am, but we'll see. And so, yeah. you know, I think he's, some are injuries. Some are saying that TJ watch is being held out and same with Stefan to it. They're not hurt. They're just, there's no reason for them to practice and hurt themselves right now, I guess, but mm-hmm. that's neither here nor there. All right. We're about the halfway point. We're going to take a break and we're going to come back. We're going to talk about the defense. We'll give out some game balls. If you're listening on the audio side, head over to part two. If you're listening live on Facebook or YouTube, don't go anywhere. We're not going anywhere. If you're on YouTube, give us a thumbs up and give us a like. We appreciate it. We'll be right back. Take it. 